it's a new season of four things. Um, what up, everybody? Uh, my name is GM. I'm uh, the host around here. I got a co-host around here. Uh, his name is Denzel. Uh, you want to say what up to the people, Denzel? What up, everybody? Nice to see you again. That's, that's the guy. He already fucked up. Um, but that's <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it is. Um, so, uh, again, everybody, this is a new season of uh, four things. We're going to do things a little bit differently, um, but a little bit the same. Um, I wanted to be able to take what we normally do and I want to break it down a little bit. So it's a little bit more easily digestible for the person that's just kind of getting into the scene or whatever. So for me, um, while this isn't an NFT show, it's not a hip hop show. Um, it's not a pop culture show. It's, it's all of those things mixed together. Um, I, I already know we all see what's coming up on the horizon or whatever. Like the, the NFT thing is going to keep going. It's going to keep getting bigger. And I think it's part of my responsibility to kind of keep you informed. So, um, but before we get into that, I do want to say we have a new sponsor for the show. Um, I want everybody to go check out uh, Cushy Dreams. Um, Cushy Dreams, you can use the coupon code uh, at or uh, four things. So it's not at four things. It's just four and then T-H-A-N-G-S. And that'll be for 20% off your order. And um, I'm going to read the uh, I'm going to read the read this time. And then um, as we go, you know, into the, the future shows, I'll, I'll kind of adjust it or whatever. But so here we go. The world today is nuts. And just when it seems like things are getting better, we're hit with even more reason to feel anxious and uncomfortable. It's hard to have a clear head. That's where Cushy Dreams can help. Cushy Dreams specializes in highly in high quality smokable CBD. And CBD has been shown to help with anxiety, depression, inflammation, even pain relief and more. Smoking CBD gets into your system right away so you don't have to wait around for the effects. Cushy Dreams extraordinary CBD rich hemp flavor uh, comes in one eighth ounces uh, or one eighth ounce cans and pre-roll joints. It's cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. They offer indica, sativa uh, strains like relax, create, hustle, peace, energy, and dream, so you can smoke your CBD. Uh, their popular pre-roll joints and uh, or their popular pre-roll joints are rolled in organic hemp paper and feature an even slow burn. Uh, plus, pre-rolls are now available in five packs. Um, with Cushy Dreams, experience the therapeutic benefits of CBD with full flower, full spectrum, and full flavor. And we know you're sick of carts, vapes, gummies, and you want to smoke your CBD. And now you can enjoy the benefits of cannabis without getting high. So there you go. You can go over and check out uh, Cushy Dreams. It's cushydreams.com. That's K-U-S-H-Y uh, dreams.com. And, um, and like I said, you can use four things as, uh, as a 20% off on your order. Uh, that goes for first, uh, second, you know, whatever order, doesn't matter. You, uh, can order until you, until you pass out. Um, so there you go. Uh, shout out to Cushy Dreams. Um, and let's go, let's do this thing. We got a guest, uh, in the, uh, in the room waiting, um, guest, if you could go ahead, let the people know who you are, what you do, why they may know you or why you would want them to know you. All right, what's up? Thanks for uh, thanks for the kind of ominous introduction, but it's it's Danny Ukes out here. It's your boy DJ Danny Ukes on the ones and twos. But uh, no, just uh, yeah, it's Dan Dan Verno, Danny Ukes. Uh, you might know me by my CryptoPunk or on Twitter. I have upwards of thirty thousand followers at this point. So shout out to all of you that have decided to follow me over the months. Uh, most of the time, I just kind of ramble nonsense, but I guess there's some diamonds in the rough once in a while. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, pretty excited to hear you or hear you. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Um, I don't know. I'm just 
I haven't been like speaking lately. Like I haven't been on Twitter spaces. I haven't been really on any podcast or anything. Uh, I've been doing some phone calls and usually I'm pretty busy, but this past weekend it was like a bunch of in real life stuff. And it was not a little disoriented, but like, it was the first time I've been around like a real big people. crowd of people. Yeah. Like a big <laughs> crowd of people since like <laughs> when I went to California and like, I don't know, since then it's just been very like low key and just hanging out at the house and you know, so. I don't know, but yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk with you guys and to answer the question of why should people care? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can never really answer that question. It's like, why should you care about me? It's like, I don't know. I guess I, uh, I don't know. You just see, I, 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 I really can't tell you, but I think you should, you know, like that's, that's kind of me. Well, in, in my opinion, uh, first off, Danny, thank you for coming through. Um, Danny stopped through before with, uh, with BYO pills for more things. And he was somebody that I wanted to have on for sure for, for an episode of four things. So now with the new, uh, the new episodes and the way that we're going to be putting out more, uh, segments and, and stuff like that, I'm going to be able to talk to everybody that I want to talk to now. Like now we're going to be able to get everybody on here that we want to get on. So, um, so I appreciate you taking the time. I, I know you're a busy guy. Um, Danny's been around for a minute. Uh, he's been involved recently uh, in a few solid projects, I think. that, And I think that that's, that's a, a solid reason enough to have him on alone because not everybody can say that in this, uh, in this NFT space or whatever. Like a lot of people will, um, you know, will, uh, will kind of get involved in a lot of things, but they don't really finish them out or they're not really solid projects and stuff like that. I can say that, I've seen Danny involved in um, a couple projects just to start up, it seems, and they've they've gone well. Like they've they've done well. It seems like he's he's contributing to them and stuff like that. And I think that that's really positive. Um, and then some people would say that Danny uh, would would have the title of influencer. He's an influencer. So um, because this is the uh, the the social media show, this is the the episode of Four Things where we're going to talk about some of the social media stuff and. Uh, um, basically like we know if you want to get into NFTs, if you're listening to this and this is your first experience, this is your first episode, this is your first, whatever, you don't know anything about NFTs. If you want to get into this thing and you're like, all right, I just want to go and buy stuff, or I just want to go and make a, a wallet and buy Ethereum, And like, I'm, I'm warning you. And I think Danny would probably agree. There's, there's a lot that you should probably know before you kind of get into this thing. Right, Danny? Yeah, like totally. Like if you're coming in here completely green, listening to this, like you got a, there's like three, four, five days of just kind of research you have to do before you even get started. And I think part of that research is like when you're, I think Twitter has become a huge part of, you know, NFT culture in general. Um, I've been on Twitter for, I just had my 12th, uh, my 12 year anniversary the other day. Oh, and wow. A, thank you. Years, that's crazy. I'm yeah. up, I, I think I'm at, I, like, I'm definitely at 11 now. So I'm. Right Are you really? You. You're out here. Yeah. Oh yeah. 2010. 20 tons when I started. I was in like seventh, eighth grade. That's like crazy. Yeah, no, crazy. But yeah, there's, dude, that's how it goes. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people who just signed up for Twitter in the last like two, three, four months or whatever because they, yeah. you know, because they just got into NFTs. So I think Twitter is like a big part of it. I think the Discord is a big part of it. And Discord is kind of like, um, that's kind of confusing to me sometimes. Like I'm, I've, I've said it before, like I'm kind of a boomer or whatever. So like Discord gets a little bit, um, chaotic and stuff like that so i want to kind of talk about discord and and that kind of stuff um i guess uh if 
if somebody say, all right, so say somebody makes a Twitter, um, you know, they want to get into NFTs. They're, they're, they're hearing this and they say, all right, so I got to get a Twitter because I got to know what's going on in this, in this scene or whatever. Um, if you were a newcomer to the scene, who would you determine kind of how to follow, like who to follow, how to follow, like what, what would your, your kind of green lights be and your, you know, your red flags? Uh, well, honestly, you kind of have to look at a couple things. So like, first I would say like, if they have a NFT avatar, so like an ape or a cool cat, but you kind of have to go an extra step and actually look at their profile and see the kind of content they put out. Because what I've been seeing a lot of lately is people that are essentially clout chasing, like they use like an ape as their avatar and then do giveaway posts that are pinned to their profiles where they're giving away something that's worth like four ETH. Right. right. You know, just like, and you know, they're not doing that shit. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. they're getting like, you know, a thousand likes and retweets and getting followers. And then like some of these accounts, you look at them and it's like, you follow zero accounts and you have 6,000 followers and you're doing just pinned giveaways that you're not like following through on. Right. And it's just like, you're tricking people into space. So what I would say is, you know, you, you kind of, you got to go for, you got to go for quality. And if you don't know what's quality, you kind of have to take the time to figure it out. And the way to figure it out is, you know, find one, two, three, four, five people that you do trust, you know, so like, whether it be Danny Ukes or, you know, I have beef with him, but some people like Beanie, some people like, you know, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, all the like Carlini's a good one. Uh, Denzel Wade, Denzel wants like, to box Beanie, by the way. No, it's a dance battle now. Is it dance battle I, now? Yeah, he, I know he's not going to box me, so I said, just give me a dance battle at least. All right, I respect nah, that. Dude, I I'm going to do that, but maybe I'll just whittle, whittle all the way down to like, yo, rock paper scissors, let's go, bro. Come on, <laughs> just do something yeah. competitive against me. <laughs> there's, there's countless good ones, though. You know, there's right. countless, like there's literally. Four Things I, Podcast like, is a good yeah, one. I could go Diesel. through my Twitter following list and like I follow a lot of people back. Right. Uh, I mean, I guess not as many people as follow me, but like, you know. You try. You know, uh, yeah. You know, decent, like 5,000 to 30,000. Like that's one in six. So like yep. decent amount of the people that follow me, I follow back. And uh, like, like the good ones are really quality. You know, like I, for the longest, like I, like I said, I've had my Twitter for 10 years. But for the longest time, I was at 900 followers and I followed like 800 people. Right. You know, and so like when it exploded, I kind of was able to handpick the people that I followed because like I still follow people every day. Right. You know, like people follow me on a daily basis, like in troves, but like I kind of, I get to handpick out of the ones that follow me. It's like, all right, you're kind of cool. You're kind of cool. You're kind of cool. So sometimes I just tell people straight up, just like, go to the people that I follow right. and just follow those people, you know? So that's sometimes what I so, tell people to do. But so you are an influencer then, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, isn't yeah, that what like, that is? I definitely am an influencer, but right. it's not like, okay. So it's stupid because is like, it a bad I'm, word? Yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad word, but it definitely has like a weird connotation, connotation to it. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Because like, people just outright hate influencers in every capacity. Like they're like, if you're an influencer, you're just a garbage person like right. that. And it's like, all right, well, 
for me personally, like, you know, I was working a full-time job and then all of a sudden I was, I had a bunch of followers and I was- You just got launched into this shit kind of. Yeah, but the difference is like, some people use that power to like a wicked advantage where it's like very, like taking advantage of people. And so like, that's where those arguments of like, you're a bad person aren't so unfounded, you know? Cause like people like, and I'm not, I, I, I like, I don't see it happen too often or it's not be like, it doesn't become public too often, but like someone can give someone with status or like someone with like 40,000 followers, like five ETH to just be like, yo, here, we'll give you this NFT and five ETH and just be like, yo, I love this project. Right. This project's going to go to the moon, maybe make a TikTok of it or something. And then it's boom, they do it. And unsuspecting people see that content and Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I got to get one of these before it pops off. And even if it does pop off, it's one artificial and it's not like, it's not transparent. So like with me, I never, like, I, I've literally only ever taken payment from two projects and I've only done paid, like, like I've only, like, it's only been BYO pills and the Chibi Legends. Like right. those are the only projects that I've actually worked with where I've received money. And like, I've been upfront about that, but with other projects where I just like tweet about them or, you know, promote them in the sense where it's like, I'll do a giveaway on, on their behalf. Like that's, that's just me being like free promo. Like I don't get anything out of that besides likes and retweets, which in some sense is like, you know, quantifiable. And well, a lot of people don't see that as, as like quantifiable. A lot of people don't even like they will, well, if for better or worse, I'm saying for you, like they'll look at it and they'll say like, Oh, that's not a big deal. It's just likes and, and, you know, and favorites and followers. But to you, you look at it and you're like, well, that's kind of important for what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. And so that's why even with that, like I don't do just any project. So usually if I'm going to like, you know, do a giveaway or promote a project in the sense, it'll be something that I buy into because it's like at that point it's narrating my own moves. It's like, if I'm going to buy something, it means I have the conviction that says, you know, I think that in the future I will be able to sell this for more, or I think this is just a valid enough purchase on its own that I don't need to worry about selling it in the future. Right. And so when I, you know, narrate those decisions, (laughs) I'm more or less saying to my audience, like if you follow behind me, I like we're we're in this together. You know, like it's it might be a good decision, it might be a bad decision. Everyone needs to do their own research at the end of the day and make right. that decision for themselves. But, you know, like you were talking about earlier where, you know, I look at some people's wallets and it's like, dude, I, I feel bad for you. You have maybe like one cool cat or one board ape and then just a whole heap of shit. I got a buddy of mine that I just got into this shit like a month ago or whatever. And like, he, he hits me up where he's like, why do I get so much free stuff just sent to my wallet? And I'm like, I don't know, man, those are airdrops. Like those are, he's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about like stuff that I didn't like that don't relate to any projects that I've gotten into or anything. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I didn't know that was like a common thing. Cause like there's times where, I mean, there's times on Twitter where I'll be like, Hey, if anybody wants to send me anything, feel free. And like, and there's nothing. And I'm like, okay. And then he sent me up and he's like, Oh yeah, I got all this stuff in my wallet. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And then I look at it and I'm like, Holy shit. Like what spam list did you get on? Yeah, no, like I this isn't that's... the stuff that I'm talking about. I don't want this stuff. Yeah. That's been happening too, where pe- like people get polygon scam 
or uh, spam. Right. And what that is for people that are listening or whatever, they, this is, uh, you know, this is the stuff where like we could go on and like through like the rabbit hole or whatever. But like there's a there's a scam right now that's going on where they'll send you free things to your wallet. And if you interact with it, then it interacts with the contract. And what that does is it basically it's like a mousetrap almost where it sets a trigger. And then once it does that, it just erases your wallet. Um, right, Danny? Yeah. Like along those lines like yeah I don't, I don't even know i haven't i don't know dude the thing about scams is that like they're so obvious to me and it's right, like right, right. even with this where it's just like if i get sent a useless polygon nft i know that it's garbage to begin with so i just hide it anyway right but like i get that like if they're if you if you're like a new wallet and you see this new nft popping and it's like oh what's this and you click on it and it has unlockable content and you click oh, my, on that and my dad's been like, my dad's been trying to get into the nft world for the last like three weeks or whatever and like he has a few things that were gifted to him from from listeners of the show and and friends of mine and stuff like that but um every time he goes to to post them for sale to to flip them or anything the gas fees are so high for him that he's like i can't you know i can't really post anything because the gas fees are so fucking high and i'm like yeah i hear you and and then i i saw this scam out there and i'm like oh no like i don't want my dad to see one of these in his wallet and then be like oh well i can try to resell this or whatever because he's trying to get into the game and then all of a sudden everything from his wallet gets taken that he got gifted to him or whatever and then he's even more frustrated that he couldn't get started Yep, that's about how it goes. You know, so, so that's... right now, yeah, getting started is very frustrating, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's tough because like I want to get people excited about getting into Ethereum and trading NFTs and crypto in general, but like, ah, uh, it, it's tough. Like it, it was tough eight months ago, and it's tough now. You know, like it's it's very much like. You know, how do you get someone to get over the fact that every time they want to buy an NFT, they have to also burn at least 30 to $40? Oh, and, for, get, and especially you, for a guy like my dad, like I'm sure, you know, from what I've seen, Danny, like you're, I think you're, you come from the same type of a background or whatever, where it's like my parents aren't like, you know, they don't just go out and spend like 30, 40 bucks on like, on like, you know, random pointless shit or whatever. Like for them spending 30 or 40 bucks is like, you got to get something in return, you know? Yes, exactly. So, so, you know, when I first started, you know, I had to make that mental decision where it's like, all right, like I, ah, you got to bite the bullet. Like instead of paying, you know, at the time I was buying axes and it was $60 per axie, but it was $30 in gas. Yep. So I was like, got to bite the bullet. It's just $100 for each one across the board. Just like spend the $300, yep. you know, and, and that's, and that's how it was. And that's why I think like projects such as like, or platforms even like Nifty Gateway and um, even OpenSea, you can buy and sell with credit cards now. Right. Pretty, well, I don't know if you can sell for cash and credit card, but you can buy NFTs with credit cards or at least some. And uh, Top Shot, like Nifty Gateway Top Shot, like the fact that you could just buy NFTs instantly without gas prices or without gas fees, and it's, you know, fun to interact with. You right. know, so that's why, you know, so many people got into NFTs because of Top Shot. And then they got into the broader NFT space because they had some 
whether it was playing money or just like they scratched a little itch and they wanted, you know, to feel it again. And like, you know, cause what the NFT space turned into essentially was that thrill of a NBA top shot pack drop every day, you know, like the fact that you could every day sit down at noon and mint a new project and like, or try to mint a project and you either get it or you miss out and it's like, Oh, this sucks or Oh, this is awesome. But it sucks because it gets to the point where it's like, it's too much. Like you mint, you try to mint any given project and it's like, if it's a popular project, you're looking to spend at least an extra couple hundred dollars. And it's like that better return for you. But as a collector, it shouldn't be all about the flip. Right. And in right. this space, we're seeing kind of the same thing that happened in Top Shot, where it's a bunch of rent seekers. And people are minting these projects and instantly trying to turn around and sell them then and there for three X, four X. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. You know, it really doesn't. You got to give these products the time to develop their lifestyle. I mean, alien, alien boy has been out for two and a half, three months, whatever it is now. That's what I mean. Like an NF, I'm saying an NFT time. I can't, I can't keep track anymore, Danny. You know what I mean? Like I was there for launch, but like, I can't keep track anymore. Um, but like, like they've been out for, you know, for three, four months now. Like, uh, it's the same thing with, um, with Amadigens. Like they've been out for, for like three months or whatever now, three and a half, four months. Like, and they're just starting to rise. Like they're just starting to go from, you know, 0.08 or whatever, or 0.1 to, you know, 0.2, 0.3, um, stuff like that. So, um, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of projects that, you know, that, people expect to be you know hot projects or expect to come out the gate and be and and be quick but sometimes you're just slower yeah and if you're not prepared for it then yeah i mean it's it's tough like with alien boys it's really weird because it's like they had such a strong community and they were chanting alien boy summer all throughout like may june july but the floor never really peaked above like 0.15. And now we see it's finally at like 0.2 or 0.25, whatever it's at. Right. And it's like, you know, about time. And I still hold a couple of those. And, you know, it's, it's weird because for me, it's like, when do you, when do you even sell these? You know, like it's one, yeah, it's cool to have the money, but it's also cool to be a part of all these different communities. Right. But how cool is it even to be part of these communities? Like how how much do I care that <laughs> I'm a member of the Alien Boys community? You know, I, it's I know what you're saying cuz like Alien Boys are going to hear that and they're going to be like, "Oh, well fuck you then." And like, "No, no, 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 no we're not no, saying yeah, fuck you." Exactly. No, we're not and saying I it like with that. Georgie. Like, Georgie no, I know. Like, I know. Yeah. Um but th- but that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm on your side on this because that's that's like my big thing about the podcast where people are like, "Hey, like the Wicked Craniums did this where like they would hit me up, like random people from their community would hit me up and be like, "You should buy a Wicked Cranium and get in because it's a great community." And I'm like, "Guys, I understand that and I'm sure it is a great community, but like I can't really I, number one, I don't have the uh the ETH right now to be able to get in or whatever. Like it's just what it is. Like I was just starting out and stuff like that. I didn't have any plays to make it all, so I was just like I don't know. I'm I'm on the outside looking in on a lot of shit. But at the same time, I was like, I don't even know what I would do in your community. Like, I don't know what I would contribute to your community or whatever. And like, I would assume you want contributing community members. You know what I mean? So like, I don't want to just take up a space or whatever, because that's somebody that they could be getting in that, you know, that could be a great member to your community or whatever. You can yeah. only be active in so many communities. You can own the NFT. You could be technically a part of the community. 
at the end of the day, you can only be actually active in so many of these communities. It's tough. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting because it's like you kind of, I mean, I don't know if you guys do or like different people have a different amount of communities that they're in, but kind of different things take different levels of precedence in your mind. Yep. Like with me, it's like, my punk, I won't sell unless I get like $5 million or something. Like yep. it's just, it's a status symbol, you know, it's, it's bigger than, it's bigger than money. I feel right. like, like it's, it's, you know, it's a pretty big deal in my eyes. Right. Uh, I have a mutant ape, which for the right price, I would probably sell, but that's another one where it's like, I love being part of the yacht club. And I was really sad when I didn't have my board ape because I sold my board ape so I could get my punk. Right. And then all of a sudden they started blasting off and, you know, everything. And it's like, damn, I really wish I still had my ape. And so I bought a mutant uh, for like 7.5 when the floor first established itself. And then it settled down to like 3.5. So that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. But you're and in. then cool cats, you know, like cool cats are really fire. And then the gutter gang. And those are like those four or five, whatever. Those are the big ones. You know, and then also creatures. Creatures, I think, is, you know, exceptional. That's my biggest bag of what I would consider a light blue chip. Like, I would right. say, like, creatures, people people don't realize creatures are going to be a bigger deal than they are. Yeah. Like, they, it's like, it's uh, just knowing Danny Cole personally and just knowing his vision and, like, the kind of person he is and, like, Oh, dude, like, I can only assume, like, the craziest shit is on its way. And so, like, creatures is fire, like, all these things. So they kind of take precedence. And then you look at these sub-tier ones. So I remember you mentioned, like, Robatos, like, the dead fellas are kind of on the come up right now. Yep. Lonely Alien Club, the uh, uh, I'm a D-Gen, the... Uh, you know, just all of them, really, literally all of them. Can There's I ask so you, because you've, you've mentioned so many, but I got to ask you about one because it's the one that I resonate the most with. And I know Denzel feels the same way. Uh, Don't put the man on the spot like that. I got it. Um, <laughs> what do you, uh, what do you feel about Jeevils? And give your honest opinion. I won't. Uh, yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah. It's just whatever you feel. Like we're not here to. Like I'm not biased like that. Whatever you like, feel, it's, brother. It's whatever you say. Well, I haven't taken a look for like through the discord, mm -hmm. but you know, and I'm not going to give you like the generic answer I give everyone, but it's really like, it comes down to what you offer beyond upfront. Like, cause right. upfront, like, you know what I'm looking at right now? Like it looks good. Like it's not a matter of if it looks good or anything, it's a matter of, you know, everyone preaches community or tokenomics or blah, blah, blah. But like, realistically, it's, what can you provide for me as a consumer that other people can't provide, you right. know, and whether it be, you know, something that's concrete, like something physical or something like a deliverable in some kind of sense, whether it's like a game or some kind of experience or, you know, in that capacity or whether it's, you know, like an emotional thing, like, you know, like sometimes it is that much about the community and it's about, you know, just being a part of something bigger, but it doesn't. Do I have to tell the fishy yet. story again, Denzel? Is this what's happening right now? Do I have to tell the fishy story again? What's the story? 
Uh, I'll, I'm just, I'm joking because I was in the discord earlier and kid eight was like, yeah, as long as you don't tell the fishy story again. And I'm like, all right, all right, I'll stop telling it. God damn it. But, <laughs> but it sounds like I kind of have to tell it here because it's a large part. It's, this is to me what community is. Cause I've talked about it before on season one, episode one, uh, with freehand profit where we talked about community. And I was like, a lot of people use the words community, but at the end of the day, um, they don't really mean community. Like they're, it's a very selfish kind of thing. They're using it as like a kind of cover to be able to exploit people and stuff like that. And like, it's just, and, and it doesn't mean everybody feels that way, but that's just a lot of that. That's just what happens. Like that's the nature of humans or whatever the fuck. Um, so I came into the, the scene and I was pretty, I was pretty hesitant about all the community talk and stuff like that. And, um, when I first got in, I was doing stuff with like, I was, I was, I won a Yeti uh, and I won their giveaway or whatever, joined their discord and um, things didn't work out so great with the Yetis. Uh, not just Luckiest the man alive. Yeah, exactly. It really is. Like that's, <laughs> that's the real winner. Like that's the real fishy of the story is the fucking Yetis. So um, this isn't the fishy story. This is the Yeti story. So eventually uh, fishy um, there, there's a, a member of the, uh, the devil's community. His name is fishy. And um, he, uh, we cross paths in in the I think in the Yeti verse or whatever like that situation, and he also saw that I was um, at the time I was checking out Kid Eight's art and stuff like that, and I was buying stuff off of uh, off of the Hen site, the Hicken the site, and uh, and so I was buying Kid Eight stuff off of there because that's what I could afford. And Kid Eight just dropped the uh, the Devil series and. Fishy made a uh, tweet where he just asked about like, you know, like what's something that, um, that you, you know, that's happened in your life that you sacrificed for your art and, you know, like, what like how did it turn out or whatever. And, um, I hit him up with a very real story where I was like, I got arrested in Arizona for some bullshit for like a gram of hash and, and uh, I got like three felonies and a misdemeanor and I got my, uh, I got my lawyer to convince the judge to let me go perform at South by Southwest to a show that I had out there. And he was like, oh, that's dope. He's like, sorry that that happened. He's like, but how did the show go? And I'm like, well, I lost my ID in the back of a cop car. And then I had to go back and get put on probation. And I got sent back to New York. And he's like, holy fuck. And he's like, bro, do you have a devil? And I'm like, no. Like, I haven't. I was going to sell a kidney to get one. But um, I wasn't going to part with it. And he goes, oh, um, what's your address? And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. And um, Fishy sent me a devil. Now this was when devils were 0.3. It's the locked up devil, and uh, he's wearing prison, uh, like you know, like a a, a, a striped mask and and whatnot, and uh, fit the uh, the exact story and all that stuff. And ever since then, um, those those dudes have been. Uh, we've talked about it before in a previous episode, but we're not going to go through and shout everybody out because people are going to get mad and shit. But like. When you want to talk about community, in my opinion, in this in in this uh, this NFT space, and I've been here now for four months, so I've I've seen the elephants, I've seen you know um, the the aliens, uh, the alien boys, I've seen I'm a degen, I've seen all you know a bunch of them. Um, <clears throat> these guys are some of the realest motherfuckers that you could want around you in in a community. I met up with Dex uh, at the Board Ape uh, meetup out here. Dex was cool as fuck. Like we we sat down and and talked for about thirty minutes or whatever. Um, he's like an art dude. He's a culture dude. He's a hip hop dude. He's a music dude. Like he's, but, but he's, that's the type of people I've been around my whole fucking life. So like, I'm not saying that that's for everybody. I'm not saying that, that, that the community is for everybody, but I'm saying that like, they're all a bunch of real, and that's even, and that even goes for Denzel. I mean, I didn't know Denzel from shit four months ago or whatever. And since then there's times where 
Kid Eight will drop a piece, and like there was a piece of the basket out piece that he dropped, and I missed it. And and D hit me up, and he was like, "Yo, did you get it?" And I'm like, "No, get what? Like I didn't even know the shit dropped." And and he was like, "Yeah, blah blah." blah. And I'm like, "Man, like that." what the fuck and then sure enough you know denzel comes through on the clutch and he's like yo you know what's your uh, what's your address or whatever i sent that over and i'm like yo you're the fucking man bro like i've i've gotten multiple um you know looks like that from the community of the devils community and vice versa so like that's just from like that's not even from the aspect of kid eight and like what he's planning to offer with like he has a toy coming out that's already done in production like it's already it's ready to go like ready to be sold and shit um also if you own a jeevil and a devil then you can buy um evil merchandise um which is going to be coming out soon and like as holders and as believers of of what kid eight is up to we i think i can speak for a lot of us like we feel like this is going to be a streetwear brand and you know a lot like supreme or something like that where it's going to be a you know, it's going to be a brand. It's not just, uh, it's not just about like the digital NFT experience. It's more about the, the in real life experience of kid eight. And like, I'll buy into that. You know what I mean? I saw yeah, the floor totally. go from 0.3 to fucking 30 Ethereum. Yeah. And with that one, that's like, that's a cool project because I remember when Devils first came out and I didn't ever get into them, but I remember like him coming through to the ghost discord and everything. Cause I was hanging out there a lot at the time. And uh, being like, yeah, no, that's a cool project. And then sure enough, they came out with the Jeevils and it was, uh, I guess there was some drama with that drop after the fact, but uh, I think now it's, it's that one way calm down. <laughs> it's that one bot that bought fucking one, th- like a thousand of the project or whatever. Oh yeah. Did that it's happen? that wallet. And, and the dude bought like a thousand of them. And there was like, there might've even been, I don't know, Denzel might know. I think there might've been multiple ones that did that basically. So like right now, the the floor is fine. Like everything's going good with the project. It's fine. But like enough, like more people should have been able to buy them that wanted them. And if they could have, then we would be at like probably like a two Ethereum floor right now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm that sucks. Saying, it's a good one. It's a good community. Good project. If you have anything to add, feel free. No, you summed it up. Good project, good community. I can't go too hard because then people think I'm just. Oh, I, then I you're just telling fishy stories. Uh, yeah, I, you know I can't I can't come on every single episode and dick ride nothing but kid eight. So you you I summed understand. it up pretty well. All right, I respect it. So plus, if you want me to come, if you want me to dick ride him, you can come on the show. Right. We're now. I love that you. Point. I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Danny, we so what would you say would would be like a, a good um, a good indicator for like a new project if somebody's looking to get into a new project or whatever? We we kind of covered like like uh, if you're looking for new followers or new people. Wait, to check can we go back? Can I, I? had a point I wanted to add to that real quick. I totally forgot. Go ahead. Danny, Danny made a real good good point about looking for how to find accounts. Yeah. A a good rule of thumb. There's no exact math to it, but when you see. If you're on Twitter enough, even a couple days, you'll get it. There's a If you're at a certain follower count, most of your posts should hit a certain likes account. If you got 10,000 followers and your your posts are getting one like, there's right. something off with that account. They're doing what Danny was talking about, just doing giveaways to get followers, and they bought their followers. So a good rule of thumb, if you're looking for new accounts, is to cross-check. Again, there's no exact number, but you look at enough, you see it. There's a certain ratio that there should be there. And if you want to look for a legitimate account that people actually trust and actually follow and actually interact with, 
a good way is to compare the likes and the retweets and the comments and stuff. And again, there's no exact numbers, but you see it enough, you you, you get the idea. You have 10,000 followers, you should get more than one like on a comment, no matter how bad it is. Yep. Um, agree. Now we can move on. I'm sorry. I had that. I just I had that actually written down. I wanted to, and then I forgot. Wrote it down. Oh uh, yeah, man. Fun. You know, I gotta I gotta write stuff down if I have, if I want to say it. Otherwise, I'm no, gonna I, I appreciate it. That's professional. Um, it's a new season. Um, so Danny, what would you say about projects? Um, what would you say would be good uh, a good indicator to get into a project? Um, or or possibly not. Uh, honestly, it's it's kind of tough because like. For me, at least, it comes down to I like looks are pretty important. Like I gotta like the way that it looks and kind of uh, I don't know, cause sometimes it's more about hype and just buying into things that I think are gonna, you know, flip. Because like I play both sides. Like I'm definitely I definitely consider myself a collector first, but I also play the flip game. You know, I right. like to, you know, mess around and try to hit the 10x. Cause we a little bit of the hustle. That. Yeah, because, you know, it's fun. Mm -hmm. And yep. so, uh, you know, that's kind of, you know, you, you ask what the, what you look for, but there's not really one or two or three or even, you know, there's no particular thing. It's more about just the vibe of what it is. Like, for instance, like this morning, uh, the floaties came out, which are these really cool 1920s, like rubber hose style, uh, cartoon NFTs. Mm. And so I like really liked the way that they look. So I picked up like 20 of them and, uh, like with that, like th that's just, my conviction is that I like the way they, they look. And I think that people will want to hold the ones that they own for a long time because what's cool about them is that uh, it's like an interactive NFT in some capacity or like a living one because the longer you hold it, as time progresses, the metadata changes and it makes the NFT look older, similar to how old uh, cartoon reels over time have gotten more and more, you know, broken down and like, you know, you know what I mean? So that's really cool. Like it's, you know, they're creating an incentive for people to hold. So what I think is going to happen is in the coming days and weeks is that people are going to shake out and the floor is probably going to fall pretty low. But what will happen is once the NFTs like start to age and show that little bit of like change that like is pretty exciting. I think that it'll motivate the floor to pick back up and who knows, like, you know, that's just like, you know, I haven't done too much research on it, but it first and foremost, like I liked the way it looked and I was like, I bet other people will buy this because it looks cool. You know, that's why I bought the bomb squads. That's why I bought cool cats. That's why I bought ghosts. You know, that's, you know, like there's a lot of the time it really does come down to personal taste of, I just like the way that this looks and you know, for me, it's worked out in my favor because I have, I don't, I, I guess I have kind of a weird taste. I guess some people could say because yeah, like, but you have, you have like a little bit of an eye for it or whatever. I was going to say yeah, like, you're, I, you're an art guy, right? Like you kind of grew up, I'm going to guess you kind of grew up around art or like creative stuff in some way. Um, is yeah, that, is that true? I, or yeah, there's some so capacity, much? but like not, not like I'm not, I'm not the uh, traditional artist like drawing yeah. or painting. Yeah, I'm not saying you're like an that. artist, but I'm saying you're like but, a collector though. Like you, yeah. like you, yeah. 
you have yeah, the eye for sure yeah like it's and it's i don't know if it's something that it's kind of like it's something you kind of have to learn because like if you look at my own personal pathway for it like nfts it's like i started with axes and with those it wasn't about the art it wasn't about the way they looked it was about utility you right. know it was about like i could buy these and play this game and earn money from playing it you know that was back in november december and right. so a little close to a year from you know a year later almost and you know look how far we've come but the point i'm making is like that was my first thing and it had nothing to do with the way that they looked and so now the way, way i'm buying things is more aesthetically and it's because that's where potential flips are right now you know like if i buy these nfts for 0.08 a piece my goal for each one is maybe one ETH. and you know right. if it never gets there it never gets there but at least i don't think they're dead on arrival you know because right. some people like sometimes i buy an nft and it's like why the fuck did i just mint this like why right. why what is this like why did i just, like someone was in my dms or something i just minted five of these like sushi things or five of these you know a little like robot whatever the fuck and it's just like right. why did i do that you know like this is a waste of money these are never going to go up and so that's why like i've i've been doing less uh less of those sporadic random pickups and more calculated like i like the way these look uh i think they could go up for sure and if they don't at least i like the way that they look and i'm okay so with being a bad number, holder of them that's you right know? it's the number one rule of collecting is uh is you you never buy anything that you you wouldn't mind getting stuck with yeah, but you kind of have to learn that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like going back to the point I was making, like I started with Axie and then I got into Top Shot. Right. And then Top Shot kind of for like, it, it, dude, like honestly, for all intents and purposes, like it taught me how to be a digital collector. Right. Because it taught me patience. It taught me the art of the hodl and the flip. And because when I got into Top Shot, I didn't sell a single moment until I owned a hundred moments because right. I was, I was like, you know, I see the value in this. I think these are going to explode. And it's like, at the time I was buying series one moments for $1, you know, right. like that's lit I literally was doing streams where I was like, all right, I loaded up my top shot account with $50. We're going to go buy 50 moments on the market. And right. it was like, <laughs> and that was fire. You know, and it was yep. for what it was, it was really, it was great because that's how I was able to, you know, my Top Shot account just blew up in value and eventually it got up to the quarter million mark. And I so wish that I just sold everything at the time, but unfortunately I didn't and it crashed down and now it's worth like 30,000, 40,000, something around that range. And that's pretty good, but, you know, hate to see it, but it taught me a bunch of lessons. I did take profits along the way, definitely more than I invested. And I was able to t put some of that top shot, you know, stuff, uh, top shot money and moments and convert them into Ethereum and different NFTs. And so like at one point, like I traded a Luca cool cat moment for a ghost and right. that's like, ah, oh, what a fucking trade. And then right. less than 24 hours later, I sold that ghost for a me bet. Fucking, oh. oh yeah dude pain Tough. so like that's like you know it's 
you look at where people are now and you see all of their success and it's like, damn, I want to be like them. And right. it's crazy because less than a year ago, I had no idea what an NFT was. I was right. not like around this time. This is when I was starting to get invested into like Ethereum and Bitcoin, you know? So like it can happen in such a short amount of time and it really does just come down to the conviction. Like you have to put in the time, you have to do the research. And then after a while, it does just kind of become that natural eye. Because after, like for me, like I've been doing this nonstop. At one point, I was, it was really nonstop. Like there were a right. couple like days where it was 20 like- 20 out of I, 24 hours. Yeah, like I didn't go to bed. Like there mm -hmm. were two or three nights that I can think about in particular where I did not sleep. I was literally up all night doing NFT stuff. And as a, like, like because I did that, I was able to profit off of those nights. Like one of those nights, I picked up two ghosts because I was up at four in the morning buying ghosts. And then the other night, what was it? Oh my God, recently there was something I was up doing just, oh, it was one of the nights that the uh, cool cats were just exploding. I right. like bought one earlier in the day when it was like maybe like two ETH. This was like a couple weeks or maybe a month ago. And then just like cool cats were going all night and I'd like bought another one and sold and sold and just like, doing all this crazy stuff and hanging out in the discord. And so like, sometimes you just get so wrapped up in it, you know, sometimes it's just like, you're like, it feels like you're like having a party with your best friends and you're literally right. just like staring at a screen. And so that's like, that is one, a look into the future because that's how it's going to be. Like, I really think that once, you know, it'll, it will take a long while, but VR is definitely the future. Like I'd say in the I next- I just bought another headset the other day. Oh yeah. I'd say the next 10 mm -hmm. to 15 years is when it becomes like super legit. But like in the next three to five years, I think AR technology is going to be, be really big. And what's going to happen is like, we're branching, we're headed towards web 3.0. But before we get there, we have to get to web 2.5 because it's like, not going to be a seamless transition from Twitter to a full-blown metaverse. There has to be something in the middle that bridges that gap, you know? And right. so I think that's uh, the next five to 10 years is what we're going to experience is what I'm coining as web 2.5. I want to write a uh, dissertation or some type of shit about that because I think that's really, uh, I think there's some validity to that. You know, I think, oh. and I don't know if you know anything about like computer history or like the history of the internet and all of that, but, essentially where we're headed, it's, it's web 3.0, like where everything is just interconnected. Like you go into the metaverse and it's like, you know, there's no need for Facebook because you just go hang out with people. You know, that's right, the way right. I, I know. What you're, okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, um, Denzel and I actually started up a, a new show here. Well, we haven't started it exactly just yet, but we're getting there and um, we're, we put out some little teasers and stuff like that. Um, it's uh, four things, first virtual adventures where uh, we, um, we go into the metaverse quote unquote, into the, uh, the, 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 the virtual reality digital world. And um, we hang out and we, we do random shit. Um, one of the test runs that we've done, Denzel, we, we went into a, a kitchen game where Denzel got fired because he didn't know how to do the dishes. I'm done. So, <laughs> That's funny. So, so uh, you know, we're, we're hanging out. It's like kind of like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but with us. Yeah, it's just as good. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, so yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, virtual reality stuff. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of I see I see a lot of the potential. I think to where I was talking to somebody last night about like video games and NFTs and how it like we're gonna hit a point. I mean, I don't know if we're going to hit the point, but but there's very possible for hit for us to hit this point where. Um, when you buy a game or like you buy a new system or whatever, the game that you go to play doesn't have a base character. Like it doesn't have Mario or it doesn't have uh, Spyro the dragon or whatever. It has like a base pool of like 12 NFTs or whatever that are basically staked from the collection or whatever from, you know, from uh, the roots of, of everybody that owns. And then they're put into a pool and then you choose between those, you know, one of those 12 uh, NFTs or whatever um, that are being staked. And then if you have your own because you own one, um, you know, that is compatible or that has some kind of a deal with whatever, then you can use your own. And um, I think this is something that's like a very, it's a very real possibility. Do I think this is going to happen tomorrow or do I know that it's going to happen? No, but like it shows the potential of what we could do. Like you could technically use your cool cat in a video game. Like there's no reason why you couldn't. Um, once they have a 3D model of it and all that, you can use it in a 3D game. If it's a 2D game, you can use the 2D base version. No, dude, you're certainly right. Like that's, you know. uh, that's why I love NFTs. Like I'm a gaming first person all day. Like right. I'm grew up i think i said this last time i was on the podcast like i learned how to read because of paper mario like i literally i've been gaming my entire life right and so when last year rolled around and i came and found axie infinity it's like something clicked in my brain where it was like okay this is essentially the same thing as buying a Fortnite skin like right. that's lit- as soon as literally mm-hmm. as soon as it equated and then take it the step further where okay, so I can buy and sell it. And now you're telling me that I can play this game to earn in-game currency right. that is actual currency. Like, I'm like on that, Yeah, dude, like that makes too much fucking sense. Like how, like League of Legends, Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, like all like Call of Duty, all of these video games. and Even like NBA, NBA 2K, yeah, I mean, like yes. you're, you're going to be able to build up your character. People. You're going to be yes. able to sell your character now. Like you're going to be able to actually put them on the market and yeah, sell them dude. as an NFT yeah. in game. Like they're going to have their own marketplace for but this type of shit. Like again, it's not going it, to happen anytime soon, yeah, but it'll happen exactly. soon enough. You know? Yeah. It's not going to, it's, it's crazy because like you talk about like, so put a cool cat in a game and everything, but it's like, it's, we that's what everyone wants and we all want it right now but that's not gonna happen for a while and so that's why i think that it's very valid to place your bets on teams like axie infinity and also another one i'll shout out is voxies Mm -hmm. because voxies they've been building out this voxy game for over two years at this point like well over you know the time span that most of these nft projects have been alive you know i I think that there's I, not to cut you off, but I think that there's a difference between wanting a game that's individually independent based around like that NFT or whatever, and then wanting a game where, like I said, like the like my my vision anyways, like interoperability. Yeah, I'm looking at it as like if I bring home a, a brand new Nintendo or whatever, and I go and I get one game in in the in in that that uh, package or whatever, and it's like Super Smash Brothers or something like that, and then if I go to put that game in and I get 
14 characters that are Nintendo-based games, but then Nintendo made a deal with six other NFT companies or six other NFTs or whatever, and they put those NFTs in the game. And, like, those NFTs are basically being staked from somebody for two months or whatever. Like, they're, you know, like, you stake it, like what Wicked Craniums is doing or whatever. You're thinking too centralized. That's the issue with that. Like, like, in theory what you're laying out you don't get to play as that character in smash unless you actually have that character like no and, and no like let me take it a step back you wouldn't it wouldn't even be nintendo like it wouldn't like the what we're headed towards it's not like these major studios like nintendo sony like and they're like ea and like whatever like they'll probably stay around but more realistically what's going to happen is they're not going to be able to release this blockchain integrated games like they're not going to be able to release these right, games right. in the next even like three to five years because they're traditional like anything that like this is way too new and like so much research and development has to be done and they can look at games like axie and voxies which are like leading the forefront like forefront but it's like to do something at that kind of scale where you expect a hundred million daily active users to be in this marketplace, like the world isn't ready for that. And it won't be ready for that for another couple of years. And like these big companies know that. And so it's really up to the small guys to do that. And what's going to happen is that like the small guys are going to, I don't like, it's hard to say, like, I don't expect a smash game to come out centralized in the sense where it's Nintendo owns it. And then you can play as a bored ape in it. I more expect the community to create their own version of a Smash game, which is happening. Yeah, the, the then, Galaxy like, Fight Club game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. even that, like, you know, how interoperable can everything be? Like, everything, right. at, a, at a certain point, it's just like, you have to have a 3D model of everything. Right. So that, like, no matter what it is, it can go into any game, and every game just has, like, if your character has a T-pose, like, game file, like GLB or whatever, it can go into a game and be used. You know, that's I guess I look at it more of like a, I look at it more of like a spot, like a partnership, like the Arizona board ape deal. You know what I mean? Where like, it can be, um, it can be individualized for, for the, uh, the purpose of the NFT or whatever, or for the community of the NFT. I don't even know if that was a deal. I think Arizona just bought an ape. And oh, they, really? Is that what, yeah. is that what happened? Oh, yeah. Shit. I, don't, I don't think it was a deal. Oh, I, I thought that was, was a deal with, uh, with board apes themselves. No, Arizona just bought an ape and then they used the Board Ape Yacht Club logo when they tweeted about it. And it was a big stink. I think Trapo Farmer was like, aren't you guys using another brand's logo to promote your own product or some shit? Oh, got you. Yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that part of it. So like even that, it's like, you know, I I think when we question like interoperability and how things are going to look like I I don't think anyone is right at this point. I don't think anyone has oh, a yeah, no, I guess agree. of like what things are going to look like. So I don't even think about it. But I do know that it's worth investing into anything that shines a little bit of light on it. And like, that's not to say go and invest in any, you know, white paper that says there's going to be a play to earn game, but actually look around into the ecosystem and like, you know, pick out these things that look like winners, like back the good teams like you know i talk about i've only uh been paid by two teams that's because i've only worked with two teams because i don't want to put myself along with scrub names like right with byo pills like 
it took a while. Their floor was down, but now it's upwards of like 0.15. The mint passes out. They have a 0.1 floor. The I missed the coming. fucking mint pass, man. Oh, so dude. Bad. So many people did. I feel bad. I tried though. to. It wouldn't let me. Um, I it, it, it gave me some kind of a thing that said that they weren't available. Damn. Yeah, yep. I don't know. So but, And then the out. other one is the Chibi Legends, which people are sleeping on right now. But I know for a fact that that's a valid team. Like, it's people from like Zynga, like my guy, Ted, he is, he's been in the video game industry for years, like 10 right. plus years where he's just, you know, it's, and so he's accumulated a team and put together this team of people and they are all like-minded from the industry where it's like, we see that this is the future, but we also see that who we're working for right now are not going to be the ones to do it. And so right. we need to take the plunge and go out and do it. And so that's why I think like, you know, we bring up these big companies like Nintendo will, I don't think will ever have anything to do with a board ape. Like, let's put it that way. I don't think those two will ever cross paths. And if they do, I like, you know, I good, I, I'll be lit about it, honestly, because I fucking love Nintendo. Like that's, you know, one of my all time favorite brands. But I just think that, you know, the world we know it of centralization is like, I'm trying to escape it. Like realistically, like now that I've experienced a taste of decentralization and like what, you know, web three and a metaverse like is going to look and feel like, like that's what I want. Like I used, like I'm talking about, I'm a lifelong gamer. This year is probably the year I've played the least video games in my entire life just yeah. because I've been so active in NFTs. But it's crazy because that's why I'm so success successful. Like it feels like this is a big game to me. You know, which well, we, is kind of not a great attitude because it's, you know, I'm playing with a ton of money, but that's well, we also talked why about it works out. We talked about it when you were on the uh, the the more things episode. Like, I, I the reason why I feel like I'm equipped for this is because of FIFA. Like, I yeah. played FIFA Ultimate Team for fucking like five six years or whatever, and like learned the market, and like I was I was flipping bronze and yeah, silver guys and money, shit like right? that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I was doing. I mean, I was doing it for my team, so I didn't have to spend actual money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's like I would take like bronze guys. I would find out like which bronze guys would be worth more, why they would be worth more, like all that type of shit. Then I would have to flip those guys for silver guys. Do the same thing with silver guys. Figure out which ones go for more and why and how often. Yeah, like, or that's whatever. even a little more of a hustle than the NFT game. Yeah, it's it's and like that's. I feel like. What's really crazy, um, Danny, is I honestly feel like everything in my life has has basically led up to me being able to be to successful yeah. to this and nothing else. Like I, I was in the hip hop world for fucking 20 years and I dealt with dudes that, you know, that in any other world, people would call them ungrateful assholes. People would call them selfish. People would call them whatever. But in hip hop, that was just normal. You know what I mean? So yeah. like when I see shit happen here, like, the, yo, I was in a clubhouse the other night and they were talking about Karen civil. She's a, um, she's a girl in the, uh, in the, the hip hop world. Who's like a publicist quote unquote and whatever else. And somebody was saying that they gave her $60,000 and um, they never got anything in return. And that they were like, where's the receipts, blah, blah, blah. And the people in the room who are like established now, these aren't just like normal, quote unquote, normies. or These are people that are like industry uh, head, you know, people in the room. They're talking and they're like, Look, like there was this dude in there, Whack One Hundred, who's like a he's a, he's a he's a gangster he's a gangster ass dude from from California, but but at the same time he's he's been in the industry for 30, 40 years now or whatever, so like he knows what the fuck he's talking about, and he was saying he was like 
Yo, we used to charge people $15,000 for a sidewalk meeting with Suge Knight. And, and I would get 5,000 and Suge would get 10 and that's it. And they'd yep. be like, yeah, but what, what did you do for him? What did you do for him? And he's like, what do you mean? What did I do for him? Like I linked him. Yeah. He's like, I just linked him with somebody that he would have never been linked with before. And I gave him the opportunity to be able to tell his story and do it. And they're like, oh, but that's fucked up. Cause you're just taking money from people that don't have money. And he's like, look, that's the business. Like if you don't have the money to get into it, then don't get into it. And like, that's what a lot of this shit comes down to in the NFT world is like, like I said, like in the beginning of this episode, I read a, a sponsor. Like that's what that is. Like that's a sponsor for anybody that's listening. That's a very normal thing in the podcast world or whatever. If uh, this morning I woke up to uh, um, uh, I'll actually shout him out. Red Panda's NFT uh, hit me up with a message and we're like, hey, if we send you over um, one of our NFTs, would you uh, would you tweet about it on your timeline? And they said, uh, we're, you know, you can check out our, our thing here. We're saving Red Pandas uh, for however many we sell, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, it seems like it's like a decent charity uh, uh, deal or whatever. Um, if he's going to send me one over, like, yeah, I'll, I'll say something about it. So I said something about it. And I was like, look, they sent me one over. Um, I think that these are cool. Like, if you're into them, check them out. If not, you know, it is what it is. That's it. And, and I, you know, I can put ad, like I tagged ad on it and I'm like, I don't know if this is an ad or not, but I guess it's an ad. If this, if this makes you feel better reading this to know that I, you know, and one person did hit me up and shout out to them. They were like, Hey man, thanks for being transparent and honest that, you know, that you took one of these for tweeting about it. And I'm like, bro, I have no shame in my game at all for this fucking podcast and for what I'm doing right here. Like if, if somebody wants to give me four ETH to talk about a project or five ETH or six ETH, and it's a project that I fuck with, I'll, I'll talk about it for 16 episodes and we can put it in writing. And every episode that I talk about it, I'm going to, I'm going to let it be known that it's a, it's a sponsored commercial every time, because that's part of the game. Like that's part of, that's part of what I do here on the show. Like if I don't do that, I don't know where you guys expect me to get money from. Yeah, for real. That's just part like that's just part of what it is. So it's like I'm not trying to scam anybody. I'm not trying to hustle anybody. And I'll never take money from a project that I that I don't fuck with, at least on the surface level of like the art and 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 the vision of it or whatever. Everything underneath, like that's when that's where you, sometimes it looks better than it is. Like when I got involved with the the Rabbit College Club or whatever. Like that was one of those things where I was like, I don't know, like I'll I can help you guys out if you can toss me the keys to this thing. Um, they had a hard time doing that and it got to the point where I was like, I can't help you out. I can't do anything about it, but I'm not going to sit there and not do anything to help them. And then also turn around to my listeners or to the people that follow me on my timeline and be like, Oh, go out and buy rabbit college club. Like at that point, I'm like, fuck them. Like, like don't even don't buy that shit. It's going to be a waste of money. Yeah. And that's you where know? it's kind of, it's tough as a, uh, you know, cause even you, you play the influencer role in that part, you know, like, yeah, I, you, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it's called. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't, it's funny because I just saw a list earlier, Danny, of like 20 of the top influencers in the scene or 25 or some shit that somebody put together, like on Twitter. I wasn't tagged in that shit. So, like, I can't really move a project. I wasn't on there, right? right? No, you weren't on there either. All oh, right. Hallelujah. Um, no, but, uh, but they, uh, but the fact is, is like, I wasn't on there. So like, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, I agree with you, uh, to an extent, but like, I'm, I'll, I'll also be honest and say like, I don't have the pull that you have. Like, I'm not an art chick or like, uh, um, or a beanie or anything like that. Like I, I know it for a fact because I haven't seen it move. Um, I will say this though. There is a project that's coming up. When you guys hear this, uh, it'll be coming up very soon after you hear this within a few days. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, um, 
Brian McCarty is putting out his first uh, photo series. It's it's going to be. Uh, I, I'm not going to get into the details, but I'm just saying follow me on Twitter. Follow Brian McCarty uh, at Mr. Brian McCarty. Um, he's an artist that I'm working with with getting into the scene, um, and it's one of those things where again, like, I mean, am I influencing people to go buy it? I don't know, I guess, but like at the same time, when you look at it, you're going to be like, oh, fuck, I need one of these. Like, I've already had multiple people hit me up that are like, yo, these are dope. When are these coming out? Like, when's this dude releasing something? Blah, blah, blah. So, like, I, it's like, it's like what Dan's saying. Like, he knows when something's good. I, I know this is good. Like, I don't know if that means that my, my say has an influencer or not on it, but I just know it's good. Like, people should be, should, people should be getting it for this price. Like, that's all I know. If you like to collect things. So, have you checked out Brian McCarty, by the way, uh, Dan? Uh, I haven't, but I just wrote it down, so I will be checking it out. Yeah, please do. He's he's very good. He's got a great story of of what he does, and um, and like I said, I'll I'll maybe give you some uh, some some insider info after we get off here. But um, hey, Danny, I I appreciate you stopping by and breaking down the craziness of uh, the social media world um, and 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 all that kind of stuff for people. Um, it's going to give people an idea getting into, you know, if you're getting into NFTs and you're looking to get into this and you're wondering why, um, and like we were saying, community is a big deal. Profile pictures are a big deal. Um, they, they just are. And if you don't understand exactly why you got to rerun the episode, um, maybe go back and listen to some other episodes of, uh, of four things and of more things, and you'll be able to piece some other stuff together through there. Um, you're not going to learn everything in this one hour and we're not going to be able to teach you everything in this one hour or break everything down in this one hour or whatever. So you're still going to have to do your own research. Um, you're still going to have to check things out. Um, you still got to go out and, and pick up cushy, cushy dreams. Cause that's something that, uh, that you should be up on. Um, high quality packaging. Um, I, uh, I, I haven't exactly tried it just yet, but I've seen everything about it. I got a package on the way. And so I'll let you guys know exactly what I think about it when it gets here. But, um, but again, it's like the, uh, it's like the same thing with these NFTs, like on the surface, it looks good as fuck. Like it looks good. Um, I, I've, I've communicated with the people behind the scenes there and they're all cool. So, um, you gotta, as, as Denzel says, trust the process. Trust the um, process. There you go. So, uh, Danny, go ahead and let the people know um, where they can get a hold of you and follow you and all that kind of good stuff. All right. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Verno. That's my name, Dan Verno. So uh, if you look up Danny Ukes, I'm usually the first thing that pops up. Uh, but yeah, Twitter is usually the best place to find me. I don't really do streams or I don't have my own Discord or anything. So usually just Twitter. And speaking of Discord, we didn't ever really get to talk about it. No, but we I didn't. Hate I personally hate Discord. Oh my um, God! Thank you, Danny. I, I've decided I'm actually anti-Discord. <laughs> I agree. No, I no I'm just Discord. kidding. I'm, I'm not anti-Discord, but I do like. It's just very overwhelming. Every time I open it up, it's just a little too much, and so I limited it to only like three or four times a day. Uh, yep. And that's like probably to my disadvantage. Like that's where all the alpha really is in Discord. But at this point, you know, I've. I've done the legwork, you know, I was in discord every day for seven, eight months. Like right, I really, right. you know, we talk about putting hours in like there were, I've probably put in close to like at least a thousand or so hours into the NFT game, if not more. 
Oh, you I put, do. oh, you put in, no, I already know you put in more. Cause I can, cause I can speak for her. I've only been here for four months now. And like I said, four months in this space is a fucking eternity. And like, yeah. I, I can say I've, I've put in more than, more than that. Like that's, I mean, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm not even doing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm going hard, but at the same time, like I, I haven't pulled one all nighter. I can say that. I mean, I've stayed up until two, three, four in the morning or whatever, but I always crash for, you know, at least like six, seven hours or whatever. But it's a, it's a young man's game out here. I'll be the first one to say it. Like, oh, uh, geez, dude. I feel like, no. I feel like I'm aging exponentially. Like, I, I, <laughs> I know, really but that's what I'm saying. It. Imagine how us old guys feel. That's the reason why you got to give us a break sometimes is because think about how I feel. Like I'm, I'm really fucking like lost. Like I'm again, the only reason why I can keep up with this is because I, I did the rap shit for that long. Dude, more power that's the to only you reason why. It keeps you young. I'm sure. Like I talk, it, does, dude, it gives me something to do. I talk to that are like 50, 60 years old. And it's like, Hell yeah, dude. Like get that shit. Like make that money. Like you're, you're part of the revolution. Like, yep. you know, if, if my you, dad's 70, he has his wallet set up. Yeah, dude. Like that's sick. I, I still need to get my family all set up. My mom has hers. I need to get my brother his, except dude, I'm scared to set up my brother for a wallet or yeah, yeah. a wallet because I mean, he, he's, you know, like 22. So like he's smart enough, but Mm-hmm. I he we did top shot and like I got him all set up and I got him in like decently early so he had some money and he has if you look at his trade history there's like a bunch of trades I told him to make <laughs> and then right in the middle there's a Chris Paul series two out of fifteen thousand purchase for two hundred dollars and it's just like Tommy why the fuck did you buy this moment for two hundred dollars and he's yep. like I, I thought it was cool and it's like Bro, you know it's real. It's you so know, funny, uh, Danny. It's so funny that you're saying this because my boy hit me up the other day and he was talking about how he bought an ooh, an ooh, an ooh. Oh, and yeah. I was like, and I'm like, bro, why did you buy an ooh? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, they were, like I saw people talking about him and like I already know who he saw talking about him. And so do you. And, and we already talked about him. So so I'm like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. How'd that go? And he's like, I don't know. It went up a little bit. And he's like, but I, he's like, I sold my dead friends or my dead fellas because, uh, you know, so I, I got that. And I'm like, why'd you sell your dead fellas? Like, I didn't tell yeah, you to do that. Like, dude, I didn't, I didn't, like, yes, that wasn't a I suggestion I made to you. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, well, I just sold it, but I didn't know it was. Uh, like I had it listed or whatever. I was like, I don't even know why you had it listed to be honest with you. I was like, I wouldn't have even listed it. And like, and, and then like, I thought about it, Danny. And like, when I first got into this thing for the last three months, I'm like, I, I would see people and they would make jokes where they're like, oh, I lost my house to NFTs. Ha ha ha. You know? And I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Cause like, how could you even do that? Like, how do you even lose money in like this, in this game? Because it's so, and then I realized like washing blue chips into non-blue chips and then trying to catch back up to blue chips again is like the ultimate fucking way to wash your money to nothing in this game yeah good thing i've done that a decent amount of times <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about then how many uh how many pudgy penguins did you sell denzel uh fucking six eight i don't know somewhere in Dude, but that's there. the beauty they're in for how much the beauty uh, a loss at like i don't even remember now like 0.025 Something like that, maybe under that. Whatever the lowest of the low floor was, I marked it. I have to have been the lowest sale. He set the floor. I always set the floor. That's my specialty. Um, Danny, what were you saying? What's the beauty of it? Uh, that's the beauty. That like at any given time, you can, you know, hit one of those. What I like, it's a ten x, fifteen x, even a five x. Right. Like it's. 
you know, at any given point you can, it makes it all worth it. And I don't know if I talked about this last time and we, you know, we're an hour and a half into this almost, but, uh, yeah, yeah. my, my, my philosophy is it's like baseball. It's like you're, uh, you get, um, it's like a batting average. So like if I'm buying three different projects, only one of them needs to hit a five X. If I spend yep. the same amount of money on all of them for it to be worth it across the board. So, you know, that's my philosophy, philosophy for everything. And so now that I'm, you know, honing down, like I mentioned, like I put out a tweet recently, like a few hours ago, where it's like, I bought into three projects that I have a lot of conviction in. And it's the Bad Bunnies, the yep. uh, Littles, and the Floaties that came out today. And so like those three NFTs, I'm just like, you know, I bought about 20 of each of them, and I have to assume one of them is going to go to one ETH. So I don't know which one it is, but, you know, I think they all have a case where any of them could. And I, so, you know, that's that's kind of my play right now, and we just kind of go with that. I do want to point this out real quick before we get out of here, because I, I feel like this is an important thing to kind of end on in terms of, like, all the stuff that we've talked about with being able to buy, sell, market stuff, give, take, whatever. Um, and it's something that I, I feel a lot when I see people talk about um, NFTs that I don't think everybody really considers all the time. So I think it's good for every I want everybody to consider this. Um, holding is a privilege. It, that doesn't mean it's bad. It, so don't people I don't want people to think that I'm saying privilege like it's a bad thing because that's not the case. But what I'm saying is to be able to hold means that you're at least in a position to where you don't need the the funds out of it which somebody could say, well, then you shouldn't be in the game. Yeah, I, okay, I can understand that. But at the same time, I still feel like holding is a privilege in this game. So if you can buy something, and if, if like what Danny's talking about, where he's saying he found three projects with conviction, he bought those projects, and now he's holding those projects, I feel like that's that's like a great thing to be able to do. Some people aren't in a position of where they're able to do that because they're still trying to – to rub nickels together. You know what I mean? Like they still might be trying to flip those 0.02s or like those 0.04s or those 0.06s or whatever. And sometimes that might work. Sometimes it might not. It's just, a, it's just a good thing to try to keep in mind or whatever, in my opinion. Like I see a lot of people where they'll say like, hold, 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 like make sure you hold. And, um, and I'm like, well, I don't know. Not everybody's really in the position to be able to hold. So Danny, this isn't directed at you, at you at all. It's just overall, like this is like something that I've been thinking a lot about lately when I see people kind of talk about this on the timeline where they're like, just hold everything. Like everything is going to go up. And I'm like, well, yeah, but not everybody. Like I have, I have Jeevils right now. And like, I would love to be able to hold them forever, but like chances are I'm going to have to sell them at some point. Like I still think they're going to be worth a lot of fucking money. But like, I'm just not in the position right now to where I can hold them forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like I, like, wh when do we sell? Like, you know, I right. like with mm -hmm. my dead fellas, like I'm getting 0. 0.4 offers. I only have one of them. How much do I care about it? Mm, not that much, but it's like, when do I sell? You know, right. I want to be, do I sell for one ETH and then it goes to two ETH and I'm no longer part of that community. And then you know, I feel FOMO or do I just hold on to one and then it goes down to zero eventually because eventually probably everything will. Right. Like, I don't, you know, when do we, when do we just kind of cash in and accept that, you know, you can't be a part of every country club? That's one of the things I had written down. And I think it was one of your earlier points and this point kind of combined. Oh, that's what people. I wanted to do. Before we get out of here, I want, I want you to run down what you have written down real quick. All right. Well, um, actually, at the top... At the top was, have a plan. 
when you buy from the beginning, like Danny said, sometimes he's looking for a 5X or a 10X, know what you want from that project in the beginning. It makes it a lot easier to when you get to that point of getting out of not buying into the, to the hype train and the FOMO. From the beginning, it is a good idea to have a plan. Say, I bought it for 0.1. I'm happy with a 10X. I'll, I'll ha I'm happy to sell it at one. And when it gets there, sell it. It may go to 10. It may go back down to zero. Right. Have a plan and stick to it. Okay. Hindsight's burned me a few times, but you know what? Taking profits is a never bad thing. So have a, right. having a plan is a good thing from the rip. I wish I, these are just kind of the things I wish I had learned earlier without wasting thousands of dollars to learn them. Right. Uh, we said it kind of earlier. Only buy what you like. You may be buying it for the flip, but you may get stuck with it. So you better get stuck with something you like. Right. At the end of the day, you might as well. It's better to have something you can at least like to look at and put on your wallet or something than a, something that's worth nothing that you actually hate to look at every time you scroll past it in your wallet. I uh, agree. Kind of touched on it. We'll just to say it outright. Just it's real a quick. Shoot. No, go ahead. No, I just said real quick. Get it out. Let's go. Oh, bam, bam, bam. This shit's a crapshoot. Uh, like Danny said, it's hard to know what the next good project's going to be at this point. Everything. Looks great. Everything has utility. No one wants to tell you it. It's a crapshoot. Throw as many darts as you can. Like Danny said, he bought three projects. One of them's going to hit. You don't right. have to be right all the time. But if you're right one time big, if you were right on board apes or punks or something like that, it doesn't matter how many times you were wrong. Right. I agree. Uh, I think we just stumbled upon a new segment that we're going we're gonna to work into the future episodes. It's going to be Denzel's Notes. Denzel's notes. Yep. I like We're, that. Uh, at the end of every episode. I'm not going to cut off the guest. This is his episode, so I want him to keep going. Right. So, you right. know, these are just things I had written down to double back to whenever I had the moment. I, but I, I, I like it. that. All right. So, Danny, um, again, thank you for coming through. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around and, uh, and, and battling this one out with us. Um, again, uh, you let the people know where, you, where they get a hold of you. Is there anything else you wanted to let them know before we get out of here? No, just. You know, keep doing your best. Keep, uh, you know, putting in your due diligence and actually, you know, doing research and don't just listen to what other people say. But on the, you know, other side of that token, sometimes it's good to uh, <laughs> listen to what other people say, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, you're like your brother. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know. You know exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. it's like people are, people want to help you. You know, people are, you know, also trying to take advantage of you. So you kind of. Yep. It's tough out here, you know. It's, Trust it's the ones really close tough to out you. Here. Yeah, but you know, just yeah, exactly. Like, try to work on creating genuine connections that you know are legit. Like, get on the phone with people. Like, and it's not even that weird. Like, I don't think it's that weird to be like, yo, like we DM all the time. You trying to like just talk for ten minutes? Like, yeah, I've had at least like three or four people now in, in the uh, in the space that I've jumped on the phone with in some way, shape, or form for yeah. for one reason or another. Yeah, yeah. No, these, this thing brings people together. Now, yeah, that's right. that's what it's all about. You know, it, it really is bringing people together. So that's what it's all about. But thanks so much for having me on. It's always well. I mean, it's only been two times, but both times it's been a great time. So uh, I can't wait for the third time around. Danny, you're welcome back. Whenever we'll have you on for another segment of more things. Um, we're not doing 10Ks on the more things anymore. We're just going to do uh, artists and stuff like that, like artists and creatives and whatever. And like we're we're going to go way more off the script for those than than this. All right. Awesome. So um, appreciate you uh, coming through. Uh, if anybody wants to follow Denzel, it's at uh, Denzel, D-E-N-Z-U-U-L. Um, 
I'm I'm at Four Things Podcast on Twitter. You can follow me there. Um, and that's pretty much it, man. This has been episode one. Like I said, we're we're running a little bit late. You can let it roll into episode two. That'll be up soon. Um, and uh, and again, go check out Cushy Dreams. And that's about uh, all I got for you guys. So we'll see you guys next time. I appreciate y'all, man. Peace out.